I'd just like to speak to your experience as a coach. You've gone through this, but you've also seen a lot of people go through these journeys, succeed and struggle. And like, what are some of the big lessons or distinctions you've made? It's a mindset. You have to have the right mindset. You have to also be kind to yourself. You have to know that if you, I had to learn it. Nobody's perfect in this journey. Nobody is perfect. You just have to make the progress. You have to tell your mind that you can do it. Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. I know I say this pretty much every time, but I am super excited for this episode, particularly because you're about to hear a conversation between myself and one of our amazing program members, Amy Spock, who used the Fit Mother program to lose over 90 pounds alongside her husband, Lee Spock, who lost 110 pounds. So combined, Amy and Lee lost 200 pounds. But what makes this particularly special is not just Amy's incredible journey, but after Amy went through her weight loss and completely transformed and aligned herself like she shares in this episode, Amy actually came and started working for us as a success and accountability coach to help guide other fit moms through this program. So that's why it's so special because Amy's someone I really get the blessing to work with every single day. I get to watch her coach our members and just support everyone. And it's just so cool to get the perspective of someone who's both gone through the journey themselves, like and worked through all the different phases, made a substantial health transformation, but is now also in the seat of being a coach and has the perspective of what it takes to help other women succeed. Amy's got it all. And she just shares just a super authentic, beautiful conversation. And we get into a lot of fun stuff, like comparing what Amy did when she was 232 pounds to what Amy does today at 145. We go through a whole day of what she eats. We talk about the different internal shifts she's made and how she's effectively doing this at 50 years young and really setting herself up for a beautiful next half of her life. So I know you're going to love this conversation. And if you're interested in the exact program Amy started with, it's called Fit Mother 30X Phase 1. That is our Phase 1 starting program. And there's going to be a promo code in the description of this podcast, wherever you're watching it or listening to it, of Podcast 15, where you can get 15% off the program. So if you want to get started, this is a perfect time to do this. And Amy will probably be your coach, coaching you through success every step of the way. So it's really cool. You know, We're a family-run business. Our team members are effectively family too. So we're here to really help you succeed. Now let's get into Amy's story. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. All right, Amy, welcome officially to the Fit Mother Podcast. So happy to have you here. Now to kick this off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, your name, your age, where you're from, and then we'll get into your Fit Mother story. Okay. Hi, Dr. A. Nice to see you. I am Amy. I'm 50 years old. I live in Massachusetts. I have two kids, a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old. And I'm married. I should say my husband is a fit father, Lee Spock. Let's see. And that's about it. What else did you need? No, that was it. It's funny that we're almost like going through this intro because as people are going to learn through this episode, like we work together. If you don't know already, Amy is one of our success coaches and accountability coaches here at the Fit Mother Project. So you've probably interfaced with her if you're in our program. So we definitely have. But I think this is fun to really take the lens of what you were like before you joined and worked for us, before you lost 90 pounds. Um, take us back to how you found the Fit Mother Project and tell us a little bit about like Lee and his journey. And then we'll get into like, how you started changing your life and where you were at just a couple of years ago. Let's see. I found the Fit Mother Project through my husband. He had started the Fit Father Project. He had gone to 
a doctor, his well visit didn't came back bad. Then all of a sudden he, I was a stay at home mom and he gave me a list. I was going to the grocery store. He gave me a list and said, buy all these things. It's the meal plan cheat sheet. Buy all these things on the list. Okay. And as I'm looking at them, I knew all this stuff. I had known all this stuff. My parents had done a similar journey. So I was like, oh, we're getting all this stuff that you told me years ago not to get anymore. Well, <laughs> I um, went to the store, got all this stuff, thinking, what, what is this? What is, it, what is he doing? So then he came home and said, now make these things. You know, Here's my recipes. I need you to make these. Okay, I'll start doing this. Meanwhile, I was already 232 pounds. You know, my kids were older, um, but I was enjoying food, loving food. I love food, but I wasn't taking care of my body. So I was just, and Lee and I were both just enjoying ourselves, you know? So we, I ended up just making his meals and eating them with him and they were great. They were delicious. And, you know, I was going to the gym, but not working out. I was going to the gym. You know, yeah, I'll do the treadmill. I'll walk a little bit. Okay. I never touched the machines. Let me just do the treadmill. But Lee was doing all the workouts. Within that first week, when I saw the change of him, I was like, that's just one week. And he, and I was just doing the meals, not really doing the water or anything like that. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, where? And next thing you know, he emailed me and said, here's the plan for the fit mother. They have this great program. I think you'd love it. So that's where it started. And it was the best thing ever because starting on the fit mother, reading all material. The one thing that Lee did say to me was when you get the material, when you sign up, go through, you've got to sit down and read it. You've got to just block off time and just focus on this because you got to read it. You got to absorb it. You got to understand what you're doing. So I did. Went through all the steps, very good steps. And then I jumped right in and that's where it started. So it's funny because you, you, you're basically actually helping Lee execute on his fit father plan. You're sitting there, you're starting to eat the meals and you're finding, huh, this food's actually pretty good. And then you're interested in dipping your toe even deeper. And you spent the time, as we talk about in these podcasts, to really to really learn and educate yourself on the nutrition, the exercise, and writing your mission statement. And I'm curious, when you kicked off the mission statement, what were what were the things that you wrote down initially that you wanted to transform with this program about yourself and, and your family and your health? What were some of the early motivators for you that got you going? Um the early motivators were to get back my confidence. I, um, I feel like I lost my confidence. I lost really who I was. I loved myself, but I would look in the mirror and I didn't love who I was because I knew I wasn't feeding myself, being healthy myself internally, physically, mentally. And I, if I didn't have the whole package I felt that I couldn't be the best mom, the best wife, the best. So I was trying. I was trying, putting on the front, like, oh, yeah, okay, let me take care of this. Let me take care. So when I wrote down the mission statement, it was, I need to get back to who I am. Who, who, who's Amy? You know, it was, I need to know that I'm a positive person. I'm kind, you know, kind to myself and being kind to myself, being caring for myself. 
through everything. So it was, I think the main thing for me was just to get back my confidence. Mm -hmm. And as you're going through this program and you start on your first and second and third and fourth weeks, you're in this early phase. What was your experience like starting to lose weight? How quickly does weight come off? What are the experiences with your confidence, with starting new exercise stuff that you hadn't done before? There's a lot of new coming into your life at this time. So I want to talk about this early stage. What was that like? Well, nerves, very nervous to go, you know, take the program because I'm doing it by myself. You know, yes, I watched the videos. Yes. Okay. I watched the videos. Okay. I got an understanding, but then I'm taking the program, the apex 10 and I'm going, okay, what weights do I need to use? I've never used this before. I was nervous, scared, but when I did it, yes, it might've taken me over an hour to do it, but I was so elated and so proud of myself and just like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And that empowered me even more because then just, then I did all the water the first day and everything. Even just after one day, I could look in the mirror and feel like I felt better. I felt like I looked better, even though I know after one day you don't lose a weight, but I felt better just after, because I was feeding myself the stuff that I needed. I was fueling my body correctly. I was giving myself the hydration. I was moving my body with the exercises and stuff like that. So it was great. The first week was awesome. You know, the scale would go down. I was doing everything following. We were, Lee and I were following it to the T and it was awesome that we were doing it together because we were both bouncing ideas off each other and Hey, you know, I'd be like, so what is I supposed to do here? And, you know, and he would help me because the apex is the same in both. And that first month, it was amazing. The energy level I had, the um, strength that I was getting was amazing. And just the change in, I mean, I don't like to focus on the number on the scale, but, you know, to see that change coming down, because I thought, I seriously thought that I was going to be 232 pounds for like the rest of my life, just because I was like, well, I'm a mom. I've had, I've had a hysterectomy. I've had meniscus surgery, you know, I've had, so this is just how I'm going to be. Little did I know, you know, seeing like 10 pounds come off. What? This is doable. You know, then I'm like, okay, the motivation started coming and it was like, this is awesome. And then of course, you know, having a husband that's in the program too, it's the competition. Yeah. Right. So there's so many factors here, the support you got from your husband doing it together, but also I love that you pointed out that there was the nervousness and the nerves of doing something new, but on the other side of that nervousness was the feeling of empowerment, right? So it's like, you're able to get over that small hump and then you start to build some momentum and then 10 pounds eventually for you turned into like 90 pounds weight loss. How long did that take you to lose 90 pounds and get down to effectively the weight you are, which is in your mid one forties now? Yeah. Let's see. I got to 150 in October. So I started in January of 2019, got to 50 pounds in October, and then got down even further to my mid 140s. I fluctuate between 142, 145, like by Christmas. So Mm -hmm. by October, it became a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Lee and I joked about how we used to enjoy going out to eat. And when we would go out to eat and when through the program, as we'd go out to eat, we liked specific food. We wouldn't go to the chain restaurants because we're like, Oh, 
like those. We started doing, we became like, we like to call it food snobs. Like we go to farm to table places where we knew we could get some great food and stuff like that. So it was, it just became a lifestyle. We just enjoyed cooking together. We enjoyed trying new recipes. We just, the joy came back to us as to this is how our life should be. You know, it was amazing. I I don't know. Yeah, it feels so good to feel good is part of it. But what what I really want to dive into a little bit, because what you're describing is something that happens at some point in everyone's journey when it becomes sustainable, is that you couldn't almost imagine going back to the way you used to do things. It's like the stuff that was so second nature for you to stick in this loop of like the unhealthy cycle is so natural. But when you start, there's a little bit of inertia and friction. But when you build momentum, you hit a certain point in your journey where you look back and you're like, I can't believe I lived like that for 10, 20 years and you couldn't pay me enough to go back there like this. Right. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I know you obviously made that switch because it's been years since and you're kicking butt with your health and you guys have really transformed. Yeah. It's it's almost like to think back the way that we used to be, which we're almost three years in, both of us, to think back the way that we used to do things it's so hard now. That's like a foreign to us. It's, but we think about it and we're like, gosh, we used to eat like that. I used to take the kids after my kids, when they were younger, would go swimming. They were on swim teams. I used to stop by and be like, we'll just get McDonald's. I don't feel like eating, you know? And now I don't even, I just can't believe I did that to myself. I can't believe I just let myself go. It just, I didn't, I don't know. It's, we're totally so much happier right now. We don't even think about the fast food stuffs or anything. We're just, I don't know. It's hard to say three years in and I'm like, gosh, you know, it's even hard to look at pictures of us back then. And we just go, who is that? You know, I'm like, well, I think what you're pointing to is there's clearly a huge shift that happens along this journey. Your value system changes. It's maybe at first, like, subtly, but then all of a sudden it seems like it's completely changed where you value putting a lot of emphasis on what goes in your mouth because you come to realize that that determines your energy and your mood and oftentimes your family's overall cohesion and happiness. So that's a shift. And then you start moving your body more and you start to experience the joys with your mood and your confidence of your body. And that becomes a value for you and the other outlets that you may have needed in the past to help fix your mood, whether it's alcohol or binging on this or that or whatever it is, like those no longer fill that slot because you have this own internal chemistry and pharmacy of feel good. So it all starts to like reinforce itself, which I think is so beautiful. Tell me about some of the stuff at 50, Amy, you're able to now do with your body. I just want to do some inspiration because I know you're traveling basically all over the world, running races and doing all sorts of fun stuff that like wouldn't have been a very, like a factor for you a couple of years ago. So let's talk about that and the new loves and passions that have come out of this transformation too. Yeah. I guess the new passion is running races. I think I went along with Lee when we signed up for the first Ragnar. And I think that was a goal for him that he wanted to do. So he was like, well, you're going to come along too because you've made this. And so I'm like, okay, I was doing the hit runs, you know, the one minute by seven, one by seven by two through the program. And I enjoyed them and stuff like that, but I never thought I'm going to run. I'm going to become a runner. So when Lee signed us up for the Ragnar, I was like, oh gosh, now I've got to run. So, but I found a joy in it. 
And I love it now. I love running. I love pushing myself a little further. Just did, you know, a half marathon, which I'm so elated on. It wasn't, didn't get the best time, but I got a good time. I know I can improve. Everything is improvement. But I never would have thought if you had asked me three years ago if I would be running, no, because I had meniscus surgery. So right away, and I was heavy when I had the meniscus surgery, the doctor, I asked the doctor if I could would be able to run again. And he said, mm, no. So in the back of my mind, I was like, nope, I'm not going to be running. I won't be running. I've got to figure out something else to do. So A, doing the running is the new thing that I am doing now. And um, really working on the other thing that I'm doing now, which is part of the program too, but because I'm in phase four, I'm doing the weight, lifting heavier weights. And I love that. I actually have found a passion in the lifting. So, and I never would have, never would I have thought three years ago that I'd be like, oh, let's buy all these weights. Let's set up our own home gym. Never. Well, I think the thing is what you what you just described, I want to recap because I think there's some really big lessons in there. It's like these new possibilities open up in time, but at first it's just to explore how do I start treating myself better and how do we become a little more consistent? And then the rest of the stuff kind of opens up. And what I'm really thinking is for most people, when they hit midlife, the life experience becomes one of restriction and stagnation. Like you can't do this anymore because... XYZ, your age, your meniscus care, you're too busy with your kids. And and like that kind of sucks the joy out of life because I believe the human spirit is just expand and thrive and push itself right out into new domains. And I think the body is the vehicle for us doing that. So what's so incredible to me is this really like activated your human spirit, which I think in a way is you're using the word confidence, right? I mean, you get this new body back that you can now enjoy and do things. And now you're actually pushing yourself and challenging yourself. And you actually love the challenge too, which I think is so powerful. The growth that you get every day is now almost like a positive addiction in itself. So that's what makes it sustainable because it doesn't, it's not that it's hard. It actually feels good, right? Yep. So. Yeah, everything, you know what it is, it's everything became, after I lost all the weight, everything became aligned. I became just, everything just fell in place. It was where it was supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, you know, everything, it just, everything just started smoothly going along. It's just a weird <laughs> thing to express, but I, you know, never would we have Lee and I have been like, oh, let's just go up and let's go take a walk or let's go for a hike over here. Mm -mm, no, no, no. Now we just enjoy that. We enjoy getting out. We enjoy all that stuff. So yes, it is amazing how losing all the weight and also learning how to fuel your body correctly just gets everything. You just, you feel better. You're just in a much more positive mood. Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to put you now in the lens of someone who is a coach and a motivator and someone who helps hold the frame of accountability for so many of our fit mothers and fit fathers. What do you see as some of the traits or 
factors that really help people who are like on fire and super succeed with this program and this lifestyle versus maybe someone who like struggles to build that consistent momentum? Is there any distinctions that you see with some of like our most successful members you coach or even things that you hear people come to you all the time? It's like, Amy, I'm struggling with this. Like, are they tactical things? Is it like, I need to figure out how much protein I need on my salad or is it more internal things? I just like to speak to your experience as a coach. You've gone through this, but you've also seen a lot of people go through these journeys, succeed and struggle. And like, what are some of the big lessons or distinctions you've made? It's a mindset. You have to have the right mindset. You have to also be kind to yourself. You have to know that if you, I had to warn it. Nobody's perfect in this journey. Nobody is perfect. You just have to make the progress. You have to tell your mind that you can do it. So one thing that I'm, you know, I noticed, and I I still had to learn it. Okay, so you had a bite of a, I don't know, or you ate a donut or something for breakfast or something, and you're, oh, I fell off the wagon. You didn't. You just regroup. You have to just focus on, it's okay. You just put that aside, put it behind you, put the bad behind you, and just refocus. But it's a mindset change. It's a mindset saying, yes, I can do this. You have to tell yourself you can do this. It's just simple little steps. It's breaking everything down into smaller goals and saying, okay, yes, I got all my water in. Yes, I got a workout in. And I always have to tell people that it's not all about the workout. It's about the nutrition. If you can just clean up the nutrition and focus on the nutrition and getting your hydration in, that's the biggest part of this weight loss journey. I used to feel like, oh, I have to go to the gym. I have to go do this. I have to do this. And Lee had to slow me down a little bit and say, stop, stop. It's not all that. You don't want to overtrain either because that can lead to injury and stuff. But he did. But it's more, it's just the mindset. It's getting everybody focused on the mindset and understanding that you celebrate the small little things that you do every day. So, you know, just enjoy, enjoy the process. The process is, the process of this is amazing. These little steps that enjoy the fact that you have a little more energy because you're, you're sleeping better. You're, you know, you have more energy because you're fueling your body better. These are the things that, you know, I keep telling women, they'll say, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't had the number on the scale hasn't gone down, but I'm feeling stronger and I'm feeling, and I'm like, well, you just listed some things that you can't measure on a scale. Those are positive things and celebrate those. So it's really mindset. Yeah. I think that's such a profound answer. And as you were talking, I had this little bit of like a visual analogy as I'm listening to you of this process of losing weight as like a purification process, like certainly in the body, but also in the mind, because you need to like leave behind this baggage and some of the guilt and the negative self-talk and the all or nothing mindset. And it's like, you start off with this glass of water that's kind of dirty. It's got some dirtiness in it. And then every day by a good decision, you pour a little clean water in and it displaces a little dirty water. But then occasionally a little more dirty water comes in and then you notice it and then you pour some more clean water. And then if you do that long enough, you end up having a clean system that then when dirty stuff pours in, you're like, whoa, I clearly noticed this. Let's get back to what we're doing. So it's just like a a momentum process. And that seems like a good analogy for what people go through with this. 
It truly is. It truly is. Because just one day of doing the right thing, drinking all your water, getting in your shake in the morning, whatever, and then looking at yourself in the mirror, after even just doing that, like I said in the beginning, just can totally, you look at yourself and you go, I did it. You're proud of yourself. You know, you're like, yes. And you feel like you feel the change, but yet you don't see that yet. But each day when you know that you've done everything you needed to do on your checkoff list, we're training our mind as well as, yeah. you know, our lifestyle. So I totally agree. Now I want to dive in a little bit more and talk specifically about the scale because you lost 90 pounds and that didn't happen like in a linear fashion. It was there, there were plateaus, there were probably some rises and falls and so many fluctuations with different things. And at the same time, you also have Lee next to you and men typically tend to drop more weight more quickly than women. So there's also, if you're doing this as a partner, you have more accountability, but there's also sometimes this comparative aspect that's possible. It's like Lee lost another three pounds this week. Like I'm still like right here. What is wrong? So I'd like to talk about the psychology of the scale because it's obviously a tool that we use and it's one good thing to track. And if you have weight to lose, you want to make sure you're losing weight, but you can't be a slave to it necessarily. But let's talk about the psychology of the scale in relation to your journey, what you experienced with drops and plateaus, what you see as like normal and how you kind of did any mental gymnastics or relationship to the weight as both a tool, but not necessarily being so tied to it. Yes. And my journey was like this and I would have those times when it was going down quickly. And yes, you know, when Lee would be like, yes, three pounds down. And I'm like, a pound or not even, you know, yes, it was all there. I would get frustrated, but then Lee would be like, Amy, did you do anything different? No. He's like, it'll all work out as long as you are following the plan. So he had to keep reminding me that. Did it play with my mind? Yes, a lot. But I had to put it aside because I had to know that, and it was a process and I, you know, it still plays with my mind now, but I had to know that I was doing everything correctly and it will all work out in the end. And it did, it it did. It was hard, but I do weigh myself every day, but I just use it as a, okay, there's my number. I know what you're saying. What I'm hearing for sure is one, it's good to have a big long-term goal of what you might want to get to in terms of weight, because that's like a container. But ultimately along the journey, it's more about focusing on the process goals of like, did I check the boxes of the main things? But also understanding that there are some times that you you are weighing that you may have a little bit of disappointment and to be able to sit with that. Because if you use the tool, the tool in itself of the scale can burn you a little bit emotionally if it's not moving as quickly as you want, but then you need to continue to choose to use the tool. How frequently you use it ends up being like up to a personal decision, but it overall can be a part of a journey, I believe. And it just gives you an opportunity when that little negative voice comes up and says, oh, this is no good. You're not doing great. This is not going to work for you. It's just to like, you can almost observe that and listen to it, but not like identify with that pain as much anymore. And it gets better over time. I do know that from my own experience. Yeah, it does. And I think I had to, then Lee had to talk me down and even I had to start even reminding myself, what are, what are my other non-scale victories? What are my other, uh, okay, yes, I went down in uh, two pant sizes. Okay, there we go. That can't be measured. Okay, I have so much energy. I'm buzzing around the house, cleaning things up. 
there's another. So I had to look at the other aspects of this journey. It's not just about the number. I had to think about just how I was feeling in general. And that's a plus, you know, and the fact that I could go out and work out, I didn't have any aches and pains and stuff like that. Those were the stuff that when you start looking at why is it stalling? Why is, you know, my weight plateauing? Your body's just catching up. I just had to realize I'm doing the right thing and just be patient. Patience is like the other thing, which I have a ton of patience. So yeah, many moms do. That's the benefit, right? Lots of patience training. So patience, being kind to yourself. And I think what you said was really important too. Like a hard answer to the question is, as you're tracking your progress, weight can be one of the things, but it needs to be the whole collage of things. What are your non-scale victories? How are you feeling? How are clothes fitting? What's your performance in your workouts? Like what's your internal sense of your emotions and your balance and your energy? So look at the whole collage. And if anything, judge your progress by the whole collage of things. Many, many metrics and just using the scale as one of those. Yep. Okay. That's really, that's really insightful. Now, yeah, it's a, it's a whole, you have to look at everything and it's hard to learn because people see a program. The other thing I had to realize when I first started was sometimes when I would talk to people about this, because they would ask, you know, like, wow, you look different, you know, and I'd say, well, I'm on a diet and Lee would have to nudge me and say, it's not a diet. You know, we're, this is a lifestyle change. You're just changing up your nutrition. So I had to realize that you know, which I think is hard because women, maybe when we start journeys like this, we are all looking for, we consider weight loss as a diet. I think maybe anybody does. Yeah, This is just a nutrition change. We're not buying any special foods. You're using the same foods you have. You're just using them the proper way, not adding the cream sauces or whatever, you know, cooking them however you want. So that that was something also I had to learn throughout this Totally. And the language around that's tricky, right? Over time, it's good to start reminding this is lifestyle change, not a diet. And I mean, you know, I I do this stuff with people for a living and I often say the word diet. It's just so ingrained in like just a word that we use, but it can mean different things once you realize there's a sustainable nutrition plan. It's different than a, a crash fad diet for sure. Well, yeah. Well, you know, diets, when people talk about diets, they think there's an expiration date. Yeah, correct. You only have a diet, you're on this diet, then okay, I've met my goal. Now I can go free for all. But you really have to realize when you're at your goal weight, Now's when it really is the challenge because now how are you going to stick at this goal weight? How are you going to keep your lifestyle going? And that's where I am now. And that's where I'm, you know, enjoying the challenge again. Yeah. You get new challenges at every stage. Yes. And I think the cool thing, and I'll toot our own horn of the, how we design the programs is the method that gets you to your goal weight is the same method that can keep you at your goal weight. It's not like it is unsustainable from the beginning. So on that very note, because we talked a lot about nutrition, I want to like compare side by side, like a day in your life back then to a day in your life today in terms of what you do. Will be fun. We're going to got to go like popcorn on this. So Amy at 232 pounds would wake up in the morning and do what through breakfast? What was the routine, including breakfast? And then we'll compare to what you do now. Because I want to compare side-by-side comparison for people to listen. Like what a day in your life looks like when you were 232 to now. Like what would have been 
back in the day, what would you have done between wake up, including the time, whether or not you move, stuff with the kids, and then breakfast? Fill that in, and then we'll do the new lifestyle. Okay. Amy at 232 pounds, I would wake up, get the kids up, go downstairs, fix the kids' breakfast. Then I would you know, fix their lunches, get them off to school. I'd come drive them to the bus. Then I'd come back and sit down, get my coffee ready with, you know, my flavored creamers, with this, you know, and then I'd get a bowl of cereal and some Eng- an English muffin with peanut butter and butter on it. And then I'd sit down in front of the TV. And that was Amy at 232. That was 232, right? So all the, all like still just as busy, like all the mom stuff, putting your kids in their first in your routine, very common. And then a carb heavy breakfast with cereals and grains and stuff like this. So now Amy today, what does that look like? Amy today is, well, my kids, I'm one out of the house and one is still here, but Amy today, wake up early, get my water in first thing. And then I go downstairs and I don't make my son his breakfast. I just make him his lunch. And then I'm off to the gym or off for a run and then come home, have my shake. That's the important thing. My shake every day. So let's talk about that. So water first is one of the huge things we preach in the program. It's like hydration first thing in the morning. One of the most important things sets you up for energy and just good fuel for your body. And it's the right way to make one good decision in the morning. You're like water. My body needs this. This is momentum. Today's going to be great. I'm getting water. You still have mom duty in the morning. But after the fact, you actually schedule a little time for exercise and you're doing different things like workouts are running. And then you come home and you have one of your fit mother shakes. So talk to me about the shake because we haven't mentioned it specifically, but it's one of our core go-to breakfast options because shakes are delicious. They're easy to make and they give you energy and you don't need to think about it. So it's like one of those other things you're every day you get the shake in at the very least, you know, you nailed that and that's good nutrition and sets you up for success. So what's your relationship been like to a shake for going from cereal, English muffin to now having protein shakes? Oh my gosh. I love them. I love them. I love the spinach one. I mean, like I can't wait to have it the next morning. I love it. I look forward to it. It's so... They're just delicious. What's in it for those listening? Because they just heard you say spinach shake and they're thinking like, did this woman go crazy in the process of losing 90 pounds? <laughs> and the answer is only like half yes, right? I did. I you know, I think when I started, my, my shake when I first started, Amy at 232 was the almond milk, spinach, chia seeds, ice, protein powder. And was there MCT oil or collagen? I didn't add the MCT oil. Okay. I only sometimes would do that, but I did the collagen and mac- maca root. Yeah, maca root powder. Maca, yeah. Maca root. And that was it. But I guess now I think the new spinach shake adds a banana, but I didn't add the banana back then. So I was just doing the spinach and I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And it makes a nice big in our um, Vitamix, a nice big container, I think, because I add in a lot of ice and stuff like that. Love it. Best thing. So that was the spinach one with spinach in it. And it was really good. It's really, I still go back to that now. So you have these shakes, you still love them and you do a little movement after the kids dropped off, then you have your shake. So let's go back to 232, Amy. She just finished her English muffin and her cereal. Now we're kind of like sitting in front of the TV What happens in the next few hours in terms of food, snacks, and like what does the lunch and middle of the day look like at that time? Okay. Well, sometimes I would go to the gym and walk on the treadmill or whatever. 
I had a gym membership, so that's what I would do. But then 232 Amy would be, I, you know, either I'd go to the gym, then come home, and then my lunch would not be anything healthy. It wouldn't be a salad. It would be, mm, well, there's nothing at the house. Let me go get something. 232 Amy was, oh, I'll go down to the bagel store and get a bagel sandwich. Or, yeah, I'll just, I feel like a hamburger today. I'll go to the McDonald's. Yeah, totally. That was 232 Amy. And what do you do now, though? What's different now? What's different now is that I, Look forward to having for my lunch. It could be a salad. Love the manwich. Love the manwich. That's pretty much what I lived on when I was beginning the journey. I came home and had the Ezekiel with the turkey, the spinach, and the avocado, and a little bit of mustard. That was my favorite. That was my go-to. Just so people listen, you were having sandwiches while losing the 90 pounds along with salads. Now, yes. it's a particular kind of bread we recommend, this, the organic sprouted Ezekiel bread, which is phenomenal. You toast that, you add the turkey, um, avocado, a little mustard if you'd like that, and it's just a delicious thing. But I think the key, the bigger point besides what you ate is now you have a plan. You have a couple yes. go-to lunch options and you're not reactively going out into the world. You know what you have at home. And again, that's like kind of like dialed in now. Yep. Do you know, I have to say, I think 232 Amy was, oh, I got to have mayonnaise on it. Mayonnaise. I got to have mayonnaise on these sandwiches. You know, which I guess mayonnaise isn't bad, but I was loading it up with stuff that was not fueling me the right way and giving me the energy that I needed. So it's just amazing how just that one simple change, even eating a sandwich, but just changing the bread up just made me feel. Oh, totally. And I think that's a huge distinction you made is you could do similar things like bagel sandwich versus this healthy sandwich from our meal plan. Like they kind of look similar, but there's enough subtleties in the terms of quality of the organic sprouted bread, not having a couple of the cheese or maybe extra condiments in the mayo. Like these little shifts end up being huge when stacked up over the course of a year. It's like, you don't feel like your routine is vastly different. What you're heating now is still delicious. Yeah. It's just like more dialed in. Yes. Okay. So what happens in the back half of your day? Let's let's bang back to 232 Amy. You had the bagel sandwich. What do you do for like snacks in afternoon if those are there and then dinner and then after dinner? Let's get into the end yeah. of the day period. The end of the day, 232 Amy, end of the day after lunch, it might be walking by and grabbing a couple of cookies. I mean, I wasn't doing any active, like anything up, go down and pick up the kids from the bus, come mm -hmm. home. Um, and then start preparing dinner. And it was always like a, I mean, I thought I was eating healthy and preparing healthy meals, but it could have been a lot of the condensed cream of mushroom soups, the cream-based soups, the meals that were like one pan that would be that way. And, oh, we'll have some vegetables, but my kids weren't into the vegetables. I mean, I think I threw way more vegetables than... You know, and they were always the frozen one. They weren't fresh. Yeah, or it's lathered in like teriyaki sauce. It's like a teriyaki stir fry chicken thing. And yes. there's just yes. tons of hidden sugars. It seems healthy, yes. but yeah. Yes. So, and that's what dinner was. And then it was, you know, Lee coming home, have dinner, and then clean up. Then it would be upstairs watching TV, sitting down again, mm -hmm. and going and getting a bowl of ice cream or mm -hmm. cookies. I mean, yep. the cookies were there and I cooked because I liked to bake for my kids. So I would bake the chocolate chip cookies. Well, I, I was really like all good intentions baking them for them. They wouldn't eat them that much because they don't. It was more for me. 
yeah. you know, I was going by and like, let me have a cookie. Let me have a cook, you know, oh, totally. And like, it's, it's so subtle. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that because I think a lot of people love to bake. It makes you feel good. But when that stuff's around all the time and you're just kind of drip feeding your body sugar constantly, like that's a problem versus today. I mean, you know, you could have a free meal where you had a couple cookies and it's no big deal, but it's not like you're getting cookies every single day or very often. It's the frequency when we have these big things all the time, it causes problems. So what does dinner look like for you today? Or, or at least the period between lunch and the end of your day, how is it different now? Dinner now is, and like the lunch and the end of the day, dinner is so much easier. It's just having my water or a cup of coffee in the afternoon now. I don't even snack. It's having a nice meal, like a good protein, roasting vegetables. We love experimenting with all different vegetables and stuff like that. Just, we love picking out different meals, picking out our protein, however we want to cook it. And then it's sitting down upstairs and, or going for a walk after it depends because up in the Northeast, it gets dark at like four o'clock. So we don't like to go out much after, but it's just a simple, it's just simpler. It's not these cream-based soup meals or anything like that. There's just simple, clean meals. Simple, clean ingredients. You start by picking a protein and you're pairing it with some kind of vegetable. And then whatever else flies in there, flies in there. Maybe there's some extra carbs that come into a meal. Maybe there's not, but it's it's primarily pick a protein, prepare it how you want, pick a veggie, prepare it how you want, throw it on a plate. And if there's some other stuff that's in there in the mix as a bonus. It's experimenting with spices. Yeah. That's the other thing that we love to do. Lee and I love to do that. We love to take different vegetables and try different spices on them. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That's the fun and the joy of like the learning aspect of this. So like really uh, the reason I wanted to do this is because I think it's fun that when you compare these side by side, they're, they're not that far apart. It's like the small distinctions. You're still doing the same stuff in the morning. Now you're just doing water, some movement before you have your first meal and you've standardized that first meal lunch. You're just making the small distinctions between the salad and the sandwich. And you're not snacking anymore because you actually have meals that are keeping you full because it's healthier food. And then dinner, it's this protein and veggie thing and just a little more planning, but it actually makes it easier in the long haul. And you do that and you do that for nine months 11 months and then you can lose, you know, 50 to 90 pounds, right? Yep. Yep. And the, the neat thing also is that now when we work on the dinners, Lee and I are working on them together. Whereas before we weren't, he, you know, he'd come in and, and it's not that our lives have changed that much. I mean, he still works and stuff like that, but it's just, it's doing this together. This journey has brought us together. It's, strengthened us and we're so we like to work together to to keep ourselves healthy yeah totally and i mean and talk about like if truly we're, we're honest with ourselves food is probably one of the most uniting things with our partners because like when you're with a partner you must keep each other alive which means food <laughs> food and nourishment so if you can make that a link in your relationship that one of positivity that supports both you guys in feeling good the relationship necessarily gets stronger it's like it yep. just has to and yeah, that's incredible. I'm curious as we wrap this up, any changes you saw with like your kids as they watched you two go through this? Because in total, you guys lost almost like 200 pounds combined. Maybe you did. I mean, Lee lost over 100 pounds. I know that. So he lost. I think he lost 110, and I there was 90. So yeah, yeah, 200 pounds. Right. So they see their parents basically get cut in half over a course of a year. What was that like for them? 
they were proud of us. They were proud of us. I will have to say that my son, after I did the Ragnar, I talked to my son afterwards and I said, so what do you think of your mom? Pretty, you know, pretty good, huh? And he was like, mom, that's awesome. I mean, both of our kids just are very proud of us. And for our daughter, she's in college, a junior. So she, yes, she did experience. She is still carrying the freshman 15. I don't know if they call anything more for the juniors. So it's still, you know, she's a junior in college, but she's jumping on the wagon now. She knows, she sees how positive we are, how happy we are. And so she's jumping on the wagon, but our kids are proud of us. They are really proud of us. And they know they, they, they've even actually exercised with us our son more so than the daughter. <laughs> she will get there, but he's gone out running with us and stuff like that because he's very active. He's a soccer player. So, but they're proud. They're so proud of us. It's, it's awesome. I mean, the whole family dynamic is awesome. Now I want to ask you two closing questions. The first one is one of your main goals when you wrote that initial mission statement was to get your confidence back. What is your relationship with your confidence today? As, as you stand here, you know, all these years down the path of having done this, what's it like now? It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm, I'm aligned. Everything is, my confidence is back. I, my, just everything I'm mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally just in line. Nice. Uh, it's all there. It's the whole package is working together. Yeah. Simultaneously. That is so beautiful to hear. And I truly believe that for most people who, especially the people who find this program and make a meaning out of it, the body is the vehicle and the playground through which you can create the alignment because you must use your mind to work on the body. And when the body feels better, it's easier to have a happier mind. And then the spirit starts to flourish when you feel that alignment because the mind and the body are both healthy. So it's like, it comes in this order from the physical to the mental, to the spiritual. And that's why this hand gesture you keep on making of alignment just seems like so true. It's just like alignment. It's so true. It's And I mean, I think that's a beautiful, that's the way to approach this back half of your life right now, right? With with alignment instead of when people are kind of like trying to pump on the brakes as they're going downhill being like, oh my gosh, I don't know where this is going. Whereas you have like possibilities and you're helping people directly with this exact stuff that you went through. So it's beautiful also the new career and the work you do too. I just want to applaud you for that to be able to like walk the walk and then be able to help people too in this meaningful transition. Like I even said earlier, you know, I find the joy in the process that then I was able to make the progress. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally does. Yeah. So the whole process I was enjoying and that just helped to progress me to keep going. It was my motivation to get yeah. to where everything just fell. Amy, we'll wrap it up here. We love you on behalf of our entire Fit Mother, Fit Father team. And like, I know there's a lot of ladies listening to this who you were an integral part of their journey inside the Facebook group. And they're like going to be cheering on. This conversation was like a long time coming. Um, And so I'd love to give you the opportunity to thank anybody that's on your heart, whether that's Lee or some of the other Fit Moms that like were really instrumental in your journey. I'd love to give you the the stage, you know, one last time to share that. And then we'll close this one out. Uh, It's all the ladies particularly Steph and Diane and Megan. They're amazing, but I I really, they are amazing. But all the ladies, even Karen and Stephanie, um, just everybody that I've met, they have made, they've motivated me. They've kept encouraging me. 
we've just, it's just amazing. Even Cheryl, mm-hmm. Craig, and yeah. Craig. Oh my gosh. I mean, the list could go on, Kat, Ben. <laughs> I mean, it's the whole bit, mother. If I could totally yell from the top of my lungs, you know, the Fit Mother, Fit Father Project is amazing. You know, if I could just keep doing that, I would. It's the whole program. It's awesome. I think you are. You're screaming it by just walking the walk. And thank you for doing that, Amy. I wouldn't be where I am today if Lee hadn't found you all. So thank you, Lee, for making this all possible too. And thanks everyone for tuning in. And Amy, appreciate this conversation. Can't wait to get this out to people. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast. 